When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome to Sheep Podcasts 2020. We are so excited to be back. I'm Jessica Kupferman. I'm here with my co-host Elsie Escobar and our producer, John Jamingo. Hello. Happy New Year, hello, guys. Everybody. My God. Happy New Decade. Toot, toot, tootly, toot. I like 2020. I think that it's probably been the easiest to remember, you know, when you're writing things down and you're like, what year is it? Like, it's kind of easy to remember 2020. It's, I mean, 2021 is consecutive. So that might be even easier. One of the scariest things for me, it says right now, 2020 is as far from 2050 as it was from 1990. And to me, 1990 just seemed like it was yesterday. Same. When I graduated from high school. Yeah. See, so. What? It's like my 30th year in a re- reunion now. Oh, God, I just did 40. That's horrible. <laughs> that's a terrible Why do you say it's horrible? Story. Oh, God. So does that mean you're 28? When did you? It's when just you depressing. Measure? Sorry. 92. Okay. 90, yeah. So, 92. all right. So you're 28 years in. How's about that, Jess? I went to the 25th and um, all the girls were super hot and all the dudes were bald and chubby. And I was mm. like, wow, this is this is evolution at its finest right here. Why does evolution. this happen? Women never more confident, makeup game on point, hair amazing, men trying so hard to keep up. Oh, I'm just sad. That is very Do sad. we really try? I don't think we do. No, these men were, though, because it was their reunion. Yeah, we just yeah, put a I suit on. It's for that moment, for that party. Yeah, That's it was like hair happened. combed. Our hair anyway. falls out. We just let it fall out. It turns white. Oh we just let it turn white. Are you going to go to your reunion, Elsie? I have a f- strong feeling you won't. I won't what? Go oh, go to your you reunion. Know, well, dude, it's in L.A. I know. So I'm not sure that there's a reason to fly across the country. Mind you. Okay, reunion. so let's, let me. Okay, so let me share something. <laughs> that is. The so reason. I was I was homecoming queen. Did you know this? No, no. Okay. So I was homecoming queen from my. In high school, okay? I don't even know what to say about okay, this. Okay, now, wait, this hold on. so weird. Okay, so I was homecoming queen for my high school, and guess who did not return since then? You know how the homecoming queen comes in and gives the, home, the, get the new homecoming queen the crown the next year? You never did? Nope. Never showed I back see. up. I know, never came back. Was MIA. The person that we voted to be our uh, president of student government, we voted, like, all of us voted for her because we knew, like, this person had to plan all the reunions. And so we chose her because she was, like, super anal retentive and we knew she wouldn't be able to, like, get it all done. Or, you know, we wouldn't, well, that she would be the only person that would be able to get it all done. Meanwhile, she became, like, a brain surgeon and we have not seen or heard from her since. So my vice president is the one that gets all the dirty work now. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, she was kind of a bitch, but whatever. Not the vice, the president. Any well, loser. 
Okay, so before we get started with the news you can use, I had a terrible dream last night and it's haunted me ever since. Oh, no, Jessica Kufferman. Now, why would you be talking about this dream on She Podcast? Let's see. I have to tell you about it. Okay. Because it's about podcasting. So as usual, it takes place at summer camp like all good nightmares in my head do. Okay. Every nightmare takes place in summer camp. I'm so hmm. tortured. Okay. And so I dreamt that we were all in our bunks. Right. Because like we have bunk, like there's women's bunks and they were men's bunks and like all our friends were in the men's bunks. We were in the women's bunks. And in the middle of the night in stumbles a frightened Dan Franks wearing all black and covered in mime makeup. Mime makeup? Mime. He was a mime and he had no idea why. So I don't know why, but we threw him into the shower fully dressed, turned the water on him. Oh, my God. And it, and it turns out that from stress and overworking, his personality, he's having a nervous breakdown and his personality has split off into multiple personalities, only one of which is this mime. Okay. He doesn't know who the others are or when they'll come out. And then I woke up. Oh, my God. All right, so I have questions about this dream. Okay. This great. So first of all, you said everybody was in their bunk. So now we're, you were at a uh, camp. Summer camp. I was a camp. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, were the people in camp with you, were they your camp friends or were they other podcasters? It was Tara. Oh, okay. It was Tara Legates. So she's my friend from, she's actually my stand up comedy friend who is not from summer camp, but is from podcasting. Like, and she was like, oddly, like she was, tr- she was somehow took over as Dan's caretaker. I don't know why. Because she's a caretaker. But I was just like, maybe we should just let him, you know, and she was like, no, 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 this is what he needs. And then she was like, you know, fixing him somehow like she was a nurse. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. I know. Wait, well, here's what I don't understand, though. How did you know he had split into many yeah, he personalities? Oh, he told I said, you. why are you okay. wearing? No, he was in, as he was, as we were soaking him in cold water in the shower, we were like, what happened? Why are you dressed like this? Why are you have my makeup? And he was like, I think I've had a nervous breakdown. Um, my personality has split into multiple personalities. I only know that one of them is this mime. I don't know who the others are or when they'll come out. And he was panicked, full panic. Oh, no. That is And I was like, oh, my God. Well, should we? He was like, maybe you should hold me in in custody until another one comes out. (laughs) It's horrible. So So stressful. As you and Tara were waterboarding him, trying to get his white grease makeup (laughs) off his face. Yes. We were like rubbing him with a washcloth, smearing it down his face. It was horrible. Oh, my gosh. Poor. Poor Dan. Okay. I love you, Dan, if you're listening. It was horrible. We love Dan. We love Dan. I do love him. I felt terrible in the morning. I felt felt worried enough to message him on Slack. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Poor guy's like. I did. I told him exactly what this dream was. I don't know if his notifications were off. So I've no, he'll probably get it like three years from now. But like, yeah, I told him I had a terrible dream and uh, I'm overdue to say hi and maybe you need a hug. So I thought I'd send you a virtual hug. <laughs> oh my gosh, overworked. that's crazy. Yeah. Oddly that I, that I wouldn't dream that about Chris, who I work with daily and who is also, you know, he's like, I think 60 or less days away from PodFest and. Mm-hmm. A lot of event, oddly enough, comes together for him, especially in the last eight weeks. So, like, it's it's more stressful than mine was. Like, I felt like we had a pretty good handle on the schedule and the speakers, like, in June, July, and August. Whereas, like, right. he's still nailing that down. So, I wonder if it was a transferred dream, Dan Franks. But really, that was supposed to be Chris that I'm worried about with his mind Could makeup. 
Yeah, it could have been. It's like, oh, my gosh. Or maybe it was you because you have to plan She Podcasts Live, too. And you're so mm. nervous that you're afraid you're going to have a nervous breakdown and split into several personalities. Well, let's, maybe you are split into three personalities already. Right. I mean, so yes, like- I am working really hard to try and launch She Podcast 2020. At the same time, I'm doing a lot of the work that I did for our event for his event. I'm the CMO, but he's not, he doesn't do any of his tech. He does all relationship management and negotiating. And then somebody else does the rest of it. If there's a ticket that needs refunded, if there, you know, I'm either doing that or outsourcing that or managing that, all that other stuff, the back end stuff. So. Yeah, so I am kind of split into two personalities, so it could be me, although the mime threw me. All right, so if we have any podcasters <laughs> like, why out there. why a mime, though? I know. Let's give Jess some some dream analysis info. Send in your feedback. Feedback at shepodcast.com. I do not like clowns, so it's probably the creepiest thing I could think of. That episode of Seinfeld where they had like the creepy serial killer mime was like, it haunted me for years <laughs> after that oh creepy God. Joe Davola. Oh, my God. He was always dressed up in a mime. And he sang opera. But he also was, like, very creepy. And it was scary. I don't know. Maybe a mime was just the creepiest thing I could think of. I don't know. That's nuts. I don't like them because they don't talk. And you know me. I have to talk. So without further ado, let's talk some more about me. Because, Elsie, first thing up you have is my crystal ball series. So I know. So I see that you have, I saw this series that the podcast Business Journal put out. And mm-hmm. you had an article on that. And I think that we don't, you know, we don't share the things that we do enough with our people so that they don't know what we're doing. So, I, you know, this article is really cool. So, Jessica lays out some wisdom that she has for 2020 and beyond possibly and a little bit of mm-hmm. insight into 2019. So what were your favorite questions to answer in this series for yourself? Good question. You know, I rarely think that I have enough insight to predict things. Mm-hmm. Last year, I felt very smart in thinking that Spotify would continue to dominate over Apple. And I was right. They became, a, you know, a little more dominant. And they're trying to, like I said, eat Apple's lunch. This year, I think because of the event, I have, I'm a little less in touch with industry patterns. And I've had a little bit harder of a time, like, predicting. But mm-hmm. I like the question. There seems to be anger towards radio getting into the space. That's an interesting question. I like addressing other people's pissing and moaning. I mean, a lot of my answers were about the event because he asked, how would you summarize podcasting? What disappointed you the most? What's the most overused? Oh, that's a good question, too. The most overused phrase. That's always, for me, going to be monetization. Yes. (laughs) I like something else to be over. You know, no more talking about monetization of your podcast. It just irritates me. It should be really focusing on content. But yeah, my prediction, my prediction this year is just that there's going to be lots of these little turnkey services similar to Podcasters Toolbox where they're an all-in-one, it's like a record, upload, edit, market, monetize, all-in-one software. Mm -hmm. I kind of have a feeling that more little companies like that are going to come blazing out. Maybe they'll also include like podcast website, social a way for the API to just sort of like explode and do all the things in one spot. And I think there's right. going to be, I already feel like there's so much competition I can't keep up. 
not because of these solutions, but just solutions in general where I keep saying, you know, here's where you can get your podcaster services, like, like directory. And here's where you can get advertising directory. And here's where you can like all the little things that, I mean, Elsie and I get these emails a lot about, Hey, you're a leader in the industry. What do you think of this? And right. so we get to see a lot of that stuff. And like, I would say 80% of it is like, mm, and 20% of it is like, Ooh, cool. So. I just think there's going to be more and more and more and more and more. There's going to be way more. I think by the end of the year, we're going to be inundated once a week, I think. Yeah. I think the only thing that I'm not too keen about that stuff is the fact that a lot of it doesn't really understand the way things work. So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong in iterating or making things better or being innovative about stuff. It's just that they don't understand the logistics of all the bits and pieces in podcasting sometimes and what actually works. Because, you know, that kind of stuff, those services started to come out a lot for like the online marketing space, right? There's lots of people who create things like the service that we're testing out, Thinkific, that delivers courses. Like think about how many people have created software to deliver courses, right? Mm -hmm. That's like what I feel is this is as well, where it's like you think you're like, ooh, I need to find a solution to this problem that everybody seems to be having that there have these courses, like we have to be able to offer courses in an easier way. It's really hard. And I understand that there are easier ways to do this, but it also requires a lot of dev development, a lot of working with the people to deliver the stuff. And delivering courses is, I think, a little bit easier because it's just one thing, like audio, video, and what else? It can be as easy or as difficult as you make it, for sure. Right. But there are, That's but true. you're right. I mean, like there was one, and then there was seventeen, and now there's, you know, there's like Thinkific, and then there's uh, Member Vault, and there's what else? Teachable, and there's yeah. Zippy courses, and there's there's a bunch, and they're all good and bad in their own way. I mean, it was the same thing with social media. Like it has to whittle down. But right now. I mean, like, remember, say, 10 years ago when social media marketing was starting, there was like 800 different ways that you could automate your Twitter or automatically follow people or automatically unfollow people. Like half of it wasn't legal or doing right. things the right way. Like this is going to be that for the next year. This is what's going to happen in podcasting. There's going to be like Luminary is a perfect example of that because they were like new and shiny and everything was great. And it was like, oh, we're going to do everything our way and it's going to be wonderful and blah, blah. Y'all can't handle it. And then womp, womp. I mean, they're still around, but they're not making as big of a splash as I think they thought they would. I got to tell you, I think what they should do is go to what the social media like Facebook, YouTube and Twitter has done. They get you hooked on it first. So they give you everything. They get you hooked on it. And then they squeeze you and say, okay, you can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. We're going to change this. We're going to change this. We're going to change this. And you're stuck there because you don't know any other way. But actually, the podcasters themselves can do that. Like Mark Marin does that. He locks mm -hmm. down his, you know, like his he, gives you, he gives you, yeah, like yep. all of it, but only 10. If you want any back catalog, you have to pay for it. Or he'll lock down the most famous people or like Obama or the most controversial like you know he knows what the people want and that's what he makes them pay for and i mean that's something that you can do on a per podcast level because uh, as, as a network level it's kind of strange to be like well you can have this show but not this show you have to pay for this show but not this show it's weird it's kind of like devaluing the first show that just makes no sense so 
Yeah. And he, he really hits on a thing there because, you know, if you subscribe to his show and you have in the past, you can download all of those episodes if you want to your device. Like you can right. have a copy of them. But then if you happen to subscribe now, you only have access to the latest, whatever it is, 10 to yeah. 50. I think 50 was the last time that I looked, but I may be wrong. I, mean, uh, I asked mind this you, three years ago, so it could have changed completely since 2016. I'm just... Yeah. And but But also, though, that really, really works because I know for myself, I think when Robin Williams passed away, one of the first things I did... Oh, and even Chris Cornell, like when both of those guys passed away, he had interviewed them on his show. Yes. And I remember specifically going like, oh my gosh, Mark Marin interviewed these guys. And then I immediately went over to his website wanting to download those specific conversations and they were behind the paywall because, it's, mm. you know, they're there. And I was like, oh. Did you pay for them? Oh, no, I did not. I think he released uh, the Chris Cornell one into the feed. Elsie never, ever succumbs to a paywall. You are paywall no. resistant big time. I am very paywall resistant for sure. Mind you, I am, but I'm very thoughtful about what I do pay for. I usually don't pay for access. I pay to support. Mm -hmm. So when I subscribe to something or I want to give money to something, it usually is to further whatever they're doing versus me getting access to whatever they're offering. So that's just a different value system for yeah. me. It's a different, I'm a different demographic, uh, you know, totally. whatever, psychographic. Um, so. I also participated in live stream universes predictions that he did 160 predictions for live streaming and digital media. And oh my I added, gosh. I added the link, but basically I don't remember his question, but my answer was more women, more women, oh. listeners, women, producers, women, editors, women's content, women are watching media and participating in social change and they're becoming more confident in their purpose and their medium. That's what I said there. No reason to read That's it unless awesome. you want to see someone else's opinion. Very cool. I'm going to have all of those links in the show notes, everybody. If you guys want to take a look at those, I will have a link to Jessica's both articles as well as the entire series for the crystal ball at podcast business journal, because there was a quite a few people that yes. had some thoughts around that. And even just reading everybody else's opinions will just inform the sense of the space. Right. And I feel that those crystal ball series were a little more grounded in the reality of podcasting because there was a lot of people writing these crazy articles. Like, who are these people? I think it's so interesting to read predictions, though. Like, it's always yeah, fascinating to me because I also I almost I, I immediately want to argue, you know, like, it's like, oh, what's your prediction dipshit in my head? And then when I read it, I'm, you know, I have to mull it over as to whether or not they're still stupid or if they've gained any kind of like credibility with me. It's every right. single prediction. It's, I don't know. This is why I'm an INTJ, I guess, because I'm a judgy bitch. But, you're a, um, you're a judgy bitch. I mean, not on purpose, you know, not with malice, right. but just with like, yeah. let's, you know, this is the whole reason why how I became a Billie Eilish fan too, because I'm just like, what's this bitch doing? Right. Well, it's kind of like how John also became our editor because he was like, what the hell are these ladies doing? OK, so mm -hmm. mind you, um, we do have some news, though. The news you can use for the informed podcast. That's the first time I've ever done it along with the jingle. It was weird. Oh, right. That. That's kind of crazy. So uh, at the beginning of every year, we have CES, which is essentially the electronic show that is where most, I guess, a lot, any <laughs> digital brands and tech companies go and announce things. Should we like go to that or something? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. No. Enjoy. Not worth it. Not now. You unless you want to get a cold and the flu for the beginning of the year. No, I think thanks. that that would be really amazing. No, but but alas, you can you can see the coverage of what's happening there. So there were quite a few announcements, and one of the biggest announcements was based around Spotify, because you know, like Jessica was talking about, Spotify is like you know trying to take over all the things, and this one was about the fact that they've developed their own add insertion technology for their own platform. So they're going to be, that's what they're having in there, like streaming ad insertion. And people got very upset. Why do you think that is, Elsie? Because nothing can happen in this town without people crying? That's exactly why. Yeah, or, or actually podcasters. Because they thought, okay, so now Spotify has all of these podcasts on their platform. They're going to be adding ads into my stuff. And if you read the TechCrunch article and from a lot of other articles in here, they say at launch, Spotify's SAI tech will only be made available to its original and exclusive shows, which are how many? I don't know, but it's not all of them. (laughs) It's like a few. And it also is going to merit having contracts with these shows. So I don't know what you guys think here, because everybody seems to think that you have no power in this space. The majority of these platforms that you're signing up for have in the FAQs something that says (laughs) whether or not they can do these things with your content. Spotify's POS, when you sign up to be on Spotify, you do not give them permission to add ads into your show or to in some way remove ads that you already have. None of that stuff. So don't worry about it. This is like if Spotify wants to work with you and they want to add this ad insertion technology on your show, they're going to contact you. (laughs) They're going to offer you just the same way that anything else happens. They're going to offer you a contract. They're not going to just monetize your content. Most of the TOSs out there will allow allow that. So this is very specific to their people, that podcast that they are producing in their platform. That said, though, the technology is there. So if they do want to like kind of open it up to everybody and if you want to like, let's say, participate in this insertion technology, if you don't so desire, you're probably going to have to, you know, put a check into it and say like, yes, you can monetize my content. How do you guys feel about it? Do you have any feelings about it? As long as I have a choice. Yeah, I think that as long as you have a choice to add ads to your show and it's profitable, that's fine. What I wouldn't like is what what podcasters thought was going to happen is that somewhere in the middle of the show, Spotify was going to crowbar an ad in there. Nope. But no. That's not what they're doing, but that's what all podcasters are thinking is going to happen. No, that's not happening. They have the technology now. So that's like neat. It's sort of like, and I understand the concerns. I completely understand the concerns. But if, if that is the case and in the future this tends to happen, then you also have the ability to, Take your content down. And here's the other thing. Spotify doesn't want you to take your content down. They want you to leave your content in there. So why would they do something to piss off the majority of podcasters out there to leave their platform? They're not going to do that. So if they do that, it's going to be, you know, slowly but surely they're going to build it up. They're going to 
take some feedback from the community. They're going to listen to what they have to say. They're going to, you know, negotiate some deals, see if it's actually working because this is new technology as well. They can't scale it up um, that fast. What's interesting about it, though, is that they do have a lot more data than most other platforms. So they do have demographic data. They do have geographic data. They do have listenership data, meaning when people are not listening or when they stop listening and they can geo-target to, you know, I don't know, 25-year-olds in Pennsylvania, they can do that. They have all that stuff into their mix, right? But at this moment, I don't think that they're going to be doing that particularly for you know, if they're only monetized or maybe they only have deals with a few exclusive content providers, it's not at scale at this moment. It's very, I'm assuming it's probably a handful, if that, that are testing this. And even then the targeting, I'm not sure what that targeting would be. So I think we just have to wait. I just think it's amusing that podcasters immediately are mad that they're left out and then they're immediately mad that they have no power. And actually, you retain power by not having it. (laughs) So it's like you still have control over your own ads and the way that you get paid and how much you get paid as long as you stay out of like someone else's dynamic ad insertion program. So like either you want to be included or you don't. And I think you don't. You just think you do because you're not. Right. But I, but there's also the free tiers, you know, what just like a lot of people think like, I don't want to pay for hosting. Oh, I'm getting free hosting here. So there's a few podcast hosts out there that are offering free hosting. And some in exchange for the free hosting are offering a sort of like, you have to opt into their ad insertion technology. Like that's just part of the deal. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. It's not everybody. It's just for some people. So if you want that, you do have to, you have to check yes. 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 For free hosting. Check yes. You can insert these ads on my content because I give you permission to do so. But yes. nobody's doing this without, without it. Right. If you don't like that, you don't have to do it. Right. So for me, I think this is all about control. And if you want to control, I knew you would pipe in because uh, you are this, you are this podcaster. You don't like to be excluded, and you don't like feeling like you have no power. Well, look at YouTube. YouTube said, "Hey, everybody, we're going to monetize, and if you say we can monetize, we're going to monetize your podcast." And everybody was like, "Yeah!" And people were making bank hundreds, yep. hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then right. all of a sudden, they came in and said, "You know what? If you say this, we're going to take away your monetization." Or if you say that, or if you show this, or you do something like that. So now they're controlling your content because you can't say what you want to say because they take away your monetization. Now, I'm not saying that anybody's going to do this, but what I'm saying is that it's possible. It's been done before. There's a precedent. So, yes, it's more work to monetize on your own, but you control it. You, If you go and sell your own advertising, if you put your own spots in, if you do that, they really can't take it out without taking down your show. Right. So right. you control it, but it's more work. It, it's easier yeah. just to say, handle it, but then you're... It is, but it's not because, yeah, you have no control. You have no control. It's all about control. How do, how much control do you want to give over to somebody else? When I first started podcasting, and I forget which podcaster said, either Dave Jackson or Cliff Ravenscraft, they said, don't build your house on someone else's platform because if the platform goes away, so does your house. 
That guy was smart. Who was that? I can't that, remember. That guy was smart. No, but also here's the other thing too, that there's a lot of businesses that are coming up right now that are based on other people's algorithms. And, and I have seen, and not necessarily just in podcasting here, but I have seen businesses come up, particularly for Apple, like app creators that are building apps on functionality that is missing from a platform and they add a little something that have been completely killed off when said platform adds it or they just simply don't want your app anymore. A lot of companies like for Instagram, what did they, they, there's a lot of like, I forgot right now, one of the top, uh, top of my head, that there's a lot of things that Instagram wouldn't allow you to do. And then all of a sudden they allow you to do it. And so that one app that you had just to do that one thing and they were making money off of it because it was the only way to do it. Now that Instagram lets you do it, it disappears. So you right. can't really build... Yes, building functionality into something is amazing, but at the same time, it's under somebody like, no, they're not going to come to you and say like, do you think it's okay if we take this off? They're not going to buy you. Right. They don't care. Silly. No, they don't. So yes, I completely agree. Mind you, there are times when we do need functionality. Like, let's say, let's talk about like something like Patreon, who really makes it very, very easy for people to give producers money. They have all the infrastructure down. You don't really have to think about it. You just kind of do that. You, and you give them a percentage. That's, mm -hmm. that's what the exchange is. So if you don't want to do that, you have to build that on your own and you have to figure out how to do that. If you're willing to do that, good for you. That's awesome. But a lot of us don't have the time. We can barely podcast, <laughs> let alone anything else. I know. So, yeah. I mean, it's nice if you have the luxury of thinking all this through, but some right. of us don't. But unless no, unless you have the funds, you know, that's the other thing. It's if you do have money coming in and you have developers that can help you do this and you can create your own platform to get the money, like, you know, uh, Relay FM, one of my favorite networks in the whole entire world, they have a proprietary everything. Like, they have they run their feeds a specific way. They have their own CMS. They have their own way to do um, the way that they do contracts and and how to you know negotiate with with sales teams. Like they have their own proprietary way of doing all of that stuff. Nothing is outsourced. But they also are a group of incredibly smart techie devs, essentially, who have worked to establish this. So regardless of what it is, they own every aspect of it. They're yeah. not tied into a specific anything, really. They, even when they do membership, it's run in-house So, right. but because they've developed it. So if you have that kind of talent, hell, do it. Most of us don't. <laughs> it goes back to the rule of three, the real Brian... Now, that, this guy, remember his name, the real Brian, said you can have three uh, – there's three things. You can only have two of them, good, fast, and cheap. If you want it good and fast, it won't be cheap. If you want it cheap and fast, it won't be good. And then if you want it good and cheap or whatever the other th – whatever the third one was because yeah, I never get it. You I, botched I, that, but yeah, you can either have it – Yeah, I yeah. always <laughs> always screw up the third one. I get the first two and screw up the third ay, one. Ay, ay, we're a mess. But yeah. Bueno, well, that's in Spanish. There was a there was a store, and I'm sure all of the Latino people listening, bueno, bonito, barato. That's what exactly what it is. It's like good, pretty, and bad, and pretty and cheap. 
Right. That was a store and everybody cheap. wanted right. to, of course, that that's what they were selling, right? Because all of us, in, at least in my family, always wanted bueno, bonito, barato. Like, you know, we wanted something cute, cheap, and, you know, <laughs> that's it right in front of our face. Super fast. Anywho. All right. So now the next little bit of news here is just another thing coming from CES, which is that... Um, operating officer Corey Kolisev said something really interesting and I, and I kind of want to quote because it was kind of smart. She said, we don't want to overload the medium with ads, pointing that while radio has a history of a lot of ads, it is not on demand. Podcasting is on demand. So we have to be more intentional about the ads that we run. So that was nice. It is nice. I it's mean, not news, but it's nice. <laughs> no, I know it's not. Well, the, unfortunately, though, it's, uh, it is actually I mean, I'm glad news. that someone out there knows that, but we already, I feel like we already know. And the other bit of news here is that iHeart expands podcast availability into lo- into cars. So, Jess, you have a relatively new car? Yeah, 2015. I saw this, but what I thought was interesting about it is not even the cars, but like, Every time I fly now, iHeartRadio is part of the free entertainment at Southwest and American. Oh. You can get, and I looked, and you can get our show because we're on those platforms. It's pretty crazy. Exciting. That's awesome. It was insane. You can literally type in any podcast if they've submitted to iHeartRadio and listen to it while you're flying for free. I mean, the car thing is really cool. The car thing is great, but... I mean, like apples, don't they have that now? And like, yeah, no, I think that what it is, it's, it's exactly what you're talking about though, Jess, because yeah, Apple does have CarPlay and you can do all those things. But I think that iHeartRadio is a little bit more ubiquitous, that it's everywhere because they're essentially radio. They have partnerships with radio. You get like, you know, the iHeartRadio uh, mm-hmm. podcast awards. Like I hear iHeart podcasts all the time when I'm in the car in a random radio station Mm-hmm. And so that's becoming like everywhere. And and what I feel with this stuff is that they've made, iHeart has made these relationships now with automotive integrations with General Motors, which is like, come on, dude. It's it's amazing that they have all this stuff. And, it's crazy, um, but very so cool for us. SoundHound and Panasonic, like all of those things that are very specific to those native platforms. And interestingly enough, I think one of the big changes and something that I do feel is important is that all of these smart gadgets are the ones that are going to start to make a dent on things because, you know, even trying to get like, you know, my in-laws with like Apple TV and stuff, like she didn't even know that she has Amazon Prime. I was like, you know, you can watch Prime off of your Apple TV. Like she didn't really know some of that stuff. And like integration with like Disney Plus, like if there's something where people understand that they can add apps or add functionality to said device, whatever that smart device is, it's just going to connect more people to content that they didn't even know existed. So that I think is, is really, really cool and very, very smart. Beautiful, beautiful content. Devil's advocate here. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yes. is anybody worried about how Wi-Fi might end up as a, or data might end up as like a frequency as FM and AM did? And then at that point, then the government gets involved and starts to no, say, what? why not? I mean, what's the difference? If you have it streaming into your car now, 
podcasting streaming in your car through 5G or whatever. Now it also it becomes almost like F the FM and AM frequency. It's a delivery Aren't device. Aren't they different technologies though? It is now, yes, but if they make it where they have receivers that pick it up just like they pick up AM and FM. The thing about podcasting right now is it's downloadable. You have to make a choice to so they don't really you're making my brain hurt because I, I don't know how. I, I, for me, it's a, <laughs> I don't for know me how the internet works. All I know is AM and FM are sound waves, but I don't think Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is, is also wave. it's that's... also a wave. It's also a wave that comes. You know, that's how you pick up things. It's also and it's not it's not a frequency, but it's a way of delivering it into the car. But are you implying that it would eventually be a sound wave? Because then we'd lose video. No, no, no. It's no, not a sound no, wave. No. What I'm saying is no, a delivery implying... system. <laughs> Yeah, he's implying access. It's it's about access versus delivery. Oh, so, and okay. this is so already are we worried that this it's is, gonna be all right. Censored. It can be censored. The thing is it's already happening in other countries, meaning, you know, if you go and this is one of the re- reasons that in Latin America or in South America, Central America, all of those other places down south, there's tiered access to bandwidth, which is one of the biggest things. Like it's not accessible to everybody. You can't just go grab a specific Wi-Fi plan that has X amount of gigabytes that are something that everybody has. So usually you there are everything's tiered. So you can have access to Facebook, all you can eat, like meaning completely unlimited, or you can have access to YouTube or that comes into your package, but you can't have, you know, unlimited streaming on your browsers. And that's just something that you buy when you go into Central America. This is something that happens all the time, which is why you can't say to people, just download off of Apple Podcasts because that's data for them. Mm -hmm. That's hogging up their data. So if you want somebody to listen unlimited, you have to have them be able to listen via Facebook because they have unlimited Facebook access or WhatsApp. Right. So all of that stuff is already happening in other countries here in the United States that, well... To some Is that degree what you're talking about, John? Places. Or are you talking about censorship? Because if you're talking about censorship... Yeah, how the FCC controls what is said on radio and what is said, you know, as, as but, far as TV. But cable seems to make their own rules per channel. Like HBO has their own rules and Showtime has their own rules, right? And Cinemax has their own rules. And that's kind of what the internet's like now. Well, like, that's because you have to buy it. But if they make it a deliver, so if they make, let's say 5G comes in and it just streams into your car, it comes with your car and you don't have to buy it. It just streams in. Then it becomes a delivery system that I would imagine might be under the FCC control because anybody, because we have to protect the children. So they use that to control it. I don't know. It's just something to think about. It makes me yeah, nervous. I don't know enough to comment intel- intelligently about access from the perspective of delivery mechanisms and infrastructure. And one thing I don't doubt is that it can absolutely and more than likely be politicized at some point in the way that lots of different things when it comes to technology is being politicized right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't doubt that, and particularly with misinformation or disinformation about what all of this stuff is. Especially as you've seen the way like discussions with about Facebook and how Congress is absolutely not or the Senate into what's happening, you know, right now in the tech space. So, yeah, that could come up. They're lobbyists and things like that. Mind you, at this point in time, I don't think that I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's great that that it, it is coming in. 
But again, I use sometimes I stream stuff in in my car. I have it where I can stream. And then you drive somewhere and you're listening to your podcast and all of a sudden you get out of range. It drops out. And you're like, oh, what just happened? I don't have my podcast. So then I just started downloading because once you download it, it's on your phone and you can play yeah. it anywhere in any kind of situation. For sure. And and all of this is already happening. I mean, like I said to, I think you, did I share with you guys, but I have like my MiFi hotspot that I have, which is allowing me to do this now. I get a little bit of a better, a better signal here, but I have, I have an unlimited and I'm making air quotes here. I have an unlimited plan, meaning that I can have as many gigabytes as I want. Correct. That's what you would think. But alas, that's not the truth. As soon as I hit 30 gigabytes a month, they start to throttle me to 600 KB up and 600 KB down. And so I still get access, but it's like not having an internet. I mean, that's like... It's so slow, you can't even... It's so slow, it's crazy. You can't even function. So, and I've called them and I've said, can I... Hey, I'll pay you. Just, I'll pay more money. I'll give you more money to have more gigs. And they're like, no, this is as high as we go. And really, and the only reason this is happening, it's because this is company policy and there is no other person here who can give me another solution. Oh, you're saying, take so, my money, give me more, take my money. And they're like, no, you've had enough. Yeah. It's like, no, it's 30 gigabytes. That's why. That's all we have. And then you go, why? Because. <laughs> and you're like, because. well, that's not really an answer. Yeah, that's right. Just because that's the way it is. I mean, we can't. And then you just like, okay, so what happens after that? Like, why? I don't understand why you can't give me more. Right. It's the frustration. No, I get it. So all I'm saying is that, yes, in, in certain places you can get, you know, whatever limits you want. But in certain places in the United States, you can't. So you don't have that access. It's already kind of happening. But anywho, let's go ahead and move into... Talking a little bit about uh, a functionality that's happening on Google Podcast app, because we, I think, you know, in terms of predictions, I didn't make any predictions <laughs> at all, Why but not? I do because I didn't want to waste my brain on okay. something like that. Fair I'd rather enough. just keep She moving. only has three gig of 30 gigabytes of brain waste. Exactly. Say, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Anyway, but like the Google Podcast app. Uh, just got another big Android feature. And I think if I were to make a prediction, I think that Android, that OS, uh, which includes Spotify, because Spotify is Android enabled, if you will, it's cross-platform, but that's what it is, is getting a new um, Android feature here. And I think that's what's going to start to expand more in 2024, sure. And this one's interesting because this is something that I didn't even know. I'm not sure how I would use this, but given the Google infrastructure as it stands, I can see how it can be helpful. So what it does is it allows people to toggle between Google accounts when it comes to Google podcasts. So I guess you can listen to your And also person? listen incognito. Yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't do anything to like our stats as podcasters. No, that has nothing to do with protecting it. our all... privacy, but from whom? This is listener and but functionality. Wh- but but who are we protecting our listens? Like, in other words, who do I not want to know that I listen that I listen to like all things considered or whatever? That's just the first thing I thought. Well, maybe there's like something I don't know how to get a divorce. Ooh, okay, I don't know. maybe like you know what I mean. And your husband's gonna look at it and go like, "Why are you listening to that podcast?" I can't look on his Apple. I can't find that anyway. No, like in Google Podcasts. I think we're going down Google... a dirt road here. Yeah, I think that's not what's what I happened. know. What, it's Google. So, yeah. But I'm saying, I, I don't know that you can see that anyway. So I have an Android. And on my Android, I'm signed into my Google account, and that's Google Podcasts. Now, 
Okay. I also have john.jamingo.jamingo at gmail.com. I could switch to that. So now let's say I want to put all my podcasts about podcasting on john.jamingo at gmail.com. I could put them all there and then swipe to my other account where I have all my pleasure. Dirty, filthy ones. Dirty, all right, dirty, filthy (laughs) podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. Right. But and also, it doesn't have to be like incognito. This is just plain old functionality. It's sort of the same way that you swipe from the Google Docs and She Podcasts versus the Google Docs on Libsyn versus the LC Google Docs. Like all of that kind of stuff is different. And I just like the fact that now somebody can give me a link and I can very easily go through all of my Google Drive stuff based on my workstation. That's what this is. So I think that for some for somebody who's listening in Google Podcast, I would totally work it that way too, John. It would be sort of like... Yeah, I tried to make it work. Uh-huh. I couldn't make... I'm not... I guess I'm not smart enough to make this work yet. I have to read and do some more because I would like to use this because I would love to be able to categorize my podcasts on yep. Google Podcasts. Per where, account? Yeah. Per account? Like I could take uh, John.Jamingo and make that all my podcasting podcast and then switch to my, as Jessica said, dirty, filthy podcast that I listen to every week. <laughs> Because I do, I mean, I do that with different apps on my phone. Like I use Castro for one thing. I use Overcast for another thing. I use Pocket Pass for another thing. And I have everything separated, not because I want to hide it, but because it's functional. It's like workflow for me. So my clients are in a specific app. And when I go in there, when I'm doing client work, I have a certain behavior and need to do stuff with their podcast inside of that app versus Castro, which is where I listen all the time. And that's more like personal listening. It's just what I have in there all the time. So it's, it serves a different purpose. That's what I think this is um, helping to do. It's less about incognito mode, Jess. I like how you like incognito <laughs> grabbed onto the sneaking the, around the sneaking around. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you're listening to the Dirty Filthy Podcast. Maybe it's not me. I plead the fifth. Okay. Right. And also, and then I guess, and they also tell you there, this feature would likely be most convenient for users who share a device with somebody else, a communal tablet, perhaps, that is used to control one smartphone gadgets and stream content to connected speakers. So that makes sense. If my girls are using like one iPad and Hunter has her podcast and May has her podcast to have them all in separate Google accounts and they can just switch off depending upon what they're consuming. So hmm. I'm going to definitely works. check that, that works out. for me. Yeah, because I use Pocket Cast, CastBox, and Google Podcasts, and I have podcasts on all three. And it would be nice to be able to just swip, you know, swipe back and forth. Swip? Swip. Swip or swipe. Either or. Swip, swip it. Swip it back and forth. Swip it good. Swip it good. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Okay. Okay. Sorry. This is like maybe a new section because we've never done this before, and it just happens to be that I I I have this right now in my face. But there's a couple of job opportunities, or you know, yes, I would love if this was in there. Section. So I don't know what this is, but this is kind of like the producer exciting job opportunity job market podcast marketplace marketplace job op. Whatever. Uh, it's job yeah. ops. Okay. Whatever. LC and Jess give you a job. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you left me out of that. Oh, my God. So this one is um, for onairfest.com. It's a residency for onairfest. 
And this is really, really intriguing because this is what it says on the page there. It says, quote, an antidote to our productivity-oriented culture, the 2020 on-air audio residency calls upon storytellers and artists to propose an audio artwork in response to the prompt, last sounds of the day. This theme encourages applications which dance at the borderlands borderlands between conscious and subconscious that emphasize experimentation and that showcase a unique point of view. Few residencies exist for experimental sound projects. The On Air Fest residency program seeks to fill the gap. So you get to pitch it, dude. You pitch it and you get put up for a week at the White Hotel to develop your project. And then present it during the festival. We have a festival and stuff. How cool so is that? So fun! Though? Isn't awesome. that neat? Mm-hmm. So it, it just says, "Feel free to upload audio, photos, or sketches to illustrate your idea. Not required. The description must be 400 words or less and include your answers to the following: What is the concept of your piece? How is it inspired by the prompt last sounds of the day? Why are you uniquely suited to make this work?" How do you envision this work will be presented at On Air Fest? Uh, meaning like, is it going to be in room? Is it exhibited, installed? And that's it. And so you get five nights stay at a hotel and a $500 stipend mm. and mentor and three-day festival pass. So, so cool. what would be the last sounds that you hear of the day? Oh, my God. Snoring? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Farting? What? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. This is all creativity. This is all like, this is all creative stuff, right? I mean, how fun. I mean, just to kind of sit. The sound of a fan? The f- and how would you like construct the it? Toilet and what flushing. would that sound like? Right. Toilet Probably part- the toilet flushing. And then he puts a CPAP on. I was just going to say CPAP. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So maybe then, you can do goodnight, like, you know, bits, of the light. Yeah, yeah. bits and pieces, bits and pieces like, you know, a good night. From the perspective of a, well, that's so, I mean, of a, of a single mom, good night from the perspective of somebody who is sick and, or something like that, or the perspective of little kids going to sleep. All of that has different sounds to mm-hmm. it. You it could does. just play around with it. You don't have to, you can make it so totally silly and jokey as well. But how fun that you get a, to stay at a hotel and get a stipend just to create something for it your ears. Fun. So that's true. That's fun. That's pretty fun. And then there's another pitch. This is for the award uh, winning podcast, 70 million. So they are actually, and this is again, a paid thing. And they're looking for, they're starting their new season here. They're looking, looking to, to, for long form audio narratives that explore local solutions inside or outside the walls of the actual jail. Introduce compelling characters who are system involved and immerse listeners in sound and scene rich audio storytelling. Um, some of the things that have copied or like the topics that they want are like women and incarceration, public defenders, court procedures around police, testimonials, jails as income sources for localities could be a pitch, charging juveniles as adults, addiction treatment and custody, parents in custody, tech in local jail, risk assessment algorithms. So you just have to link your website work portfolio, LinkedIn, uh, one to two long form reported audio pieces, how the local angle reflects a national issue, 
who you would feature in the piece, why are you the best person for the story, and you do get paid for this. So it is based on experience and timeline for reporting the piece. Also, um, and you can send a 500 word pitches to hello at 70, and that's the number 770millionpod.com. And this is uh, funded by a grant, a MacArthur grant. So I have to tell you, Neat. storytelling has become one of my favorite type of podcasts to listen to. They're, They're great. Fun. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think, man, there's a prediction for me for 2020. More <laughs> storytelling podcasts popping yes, up. For you? For no, your no, no. For people producing more storytelling podcasts because yeah. I think – there's a lot of them. Yeah, out I think there. they're going to start growing, like the true crime podcast. You do a true crime podcast. Oh, you it's think? Am- it's, I produce two, and they get amazing downloads. Yeah. So people, people love, that love stuff, it, man. Love it, love it, love it. There's a they whole conference. Like they I think Rob's going to go to a conference in Kansas that is a true crime podcast conference. Just true crime. It's a uh, so it's it, huge. I forget what it's called. It's called um. Well, the podcast that I produce is called Murderish, and with mm-hmm. Jamie. And she goes to these. I forget what it's called. But, yeah, they go there. They get the people from NBC, CBS, all the news people come in. They come in and, and tell stories about stuff. Yeah, it's a – I think it's called CrimeCon? CrimeCon is what it's called. CrimeCon. Crime Con. Yeah, CrimeCon. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. I know about CrimeCon. They're really good at marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way. It's kind of – I mean, it's, it's nuts. I think that there's such room for all of this stuff. It's like – it's again, it's sort of like the movies. It's sort of like the way that you would create – as many different types of movies as you possibly want. Like there's certain types of movies that people tend to go to more that make more money. There are smaller movies that tend to be slightly different, aimed at a different person, but it doesn't diminish the fact that these, you know, whatever movie you decide you want to make is less than somebody else's movie. And that includes, right. you know, documentaries and stuff like that. So anywho, any, any hooser. I do have one thing before we wrap up. You guys, okay. I have a tool tip. Elsie's tool tip. <laughs> okay, so I had been hearing about this for quite a while in one of my favorite podcasts, which is the Mac Power Users. I've been listening to the Mac Power Users since they started. Like it was literally right after Hunter was born. Alas, though, okay. I have heard them mention this app many times, but I but. I'm always on the go. So I never was able to find out. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go, what was that app? And I went back and found it. And it's called Trip Mode. Okay? Trip Mode. And this is a sort of like a, a little app for your computer. For Mac OS. I, wait, let me see. I think they... Oh, they have a Windows version too. Oh, my God. So this is for Mac or Windows. And what it does, okay. it's like, it's $7.99. You download this little guy. Okay. And what it does is anytime that you are wanting to save data, and obviously for me, this is huge, but like if you're traveling or you're using your hotspot and you have only X amount of gigs or whatever, you don't have an unlimited plan or whatever, you turn this little guy on and it stops everything in the background that is uh, like, an, uh, like a bandwidth hog. And you can set it up. You can turn it on and off depending on whatever Wi-Fi you're on. Or you can teach it. If you are Mm -hmm. tethering, turn this guy on from the get-go. 
And so it it shows you how much data you used in the last session. It also stops certain apps. So if you turn it on, like it stops iCloud syncing, it stops Dropbox, it stops like all of the things in the background that you don't want to be happening. It totally turns it off. And you can also turn everything on. So if you want to say like, I only want Chrome to work right now. I want everything else to be off. You can totally do that. So this is so I don't know why it's not built into the OS. It's this most awesome app mm. ever. I mean, they do kind of have that, though. They have like a I'm driving fuck off message. In no, iOS. no, not that, dude. It's when you're. Do you understand like how many times I get notifications telling me that I've run out of hotspots like data on my phone? And I'm like, what? no, no, because we have unlimited data <sighs> no. and we have it. Right. <laughs> I don't you can't know. swing this a data why... animal without hitting a, a tower right. here. So this is what I'm saying to you guys. (laughs) This is something that is for people who are like me or that do a crap ton. Okay, so great use for this if you're traveling. If you're traveling in the U.S. or outside of the U.S. and you have a certain amount of data that you have available for hotspot usage or that you're out there and you don't want to use more of whatever – this is what that does. It stops the data hogging and it, sh- it literally says easily prevent unwanted background apps and updates from downloading data when using a mobile hotspot or slow public Wi-Fi. Yeah. I mean, don't you have the capability of doing that on your phone anyway? This like, is not on stop. the phone. This is the <laughs> computer. <laughs> It looks like the... All oh right. God, you I'm guys. looking at it. Honestly. So okay, listen. Podca- she podcast listeners out there. Can you help me out here? If you oh think this I'm is the best thing thick. you've ever heard, please email feedback at shepodcast.com and please don't let bother. John and it. Jess understand <laughs> get it. it's wonderful. the pain and the joy that I have found with this app. I understand it. It just doesn't Very apply much. to me because I can take my phone and use it a hotspot and I have unlimited data. It doesn't matter. They don't throttle me back. They don't yeah, throttle me back. I, I can do. I can take my computer oh my and turn on my hotspot on my computer. Call. Yeah. And then I'm using my own damn data, which is, by the way, unlimited. Right. We don't have that problem here. Well, but you actually no do. You, you do have. I mean, I understand, but you do have a hotspot limit. So even if you do have unlimited data on the it's, phone, if you hotspot it, meaning if you connect it to a computer, you have 15 gigabytes of data. OK, that's it. Um, no. Yes. Go ahead sure. and go find out. I think I have like 40. No, no, no. Go find out. OK, go find out. You have a data. I mean, cap. I might have a limitation, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's what you think. I do not think it is what you think it is. What is your? Because, uh, do you have Verizon? Mm-hmm. Verizon is fifteen no, gigabytes. Whenever you have the unlimited plan, it's fifteen gigabytes for hotspot usage. Not for you downloading all the stuff on your phone. That's fine. You can watch as many movies as you want. It's unlimited. But if you are tethered to either an iPad or a computer. It's 15 gigs. Yeah, I, I don't do that that much. You might be right. I, I, you're prob- I you're probably right. I never, tr- I don't you really get do an that. E- you get a little text. Why don't you guys try it? Okay. Just tether. <laughs> okay. I mean, because I do tether, I do tether when I'm at the airport and like I share my data with Scott and his sister and her daughter and we never, we very rarely almost run out of data for the whole month. Right. 
it's and tethering. she's a teenager. Yeah, it's t- tethering. Tethering, tethering. Stiffering, not stiffering. on the phone. It's tethering. So okay. you can listen on your phone as much as you want. You can watch movies on your phone as much as you want. If you're tethering, if the other device is watching it, so it. that's what I'm saying. Oh. Okay, because the reason that we this happens is because at night we like to watch movies at home because we have no way to do it. So I have to tether my phone to our iMac so we can stream, you know, something from Netflix or something from Prime, Amazon Prime or anything like that. And anytime that happens, it's essentially three movies. We can do three movies. And then the hotspot data is gone. So... And then it gets throttled. So then you have, again, a throttled speed. You still have unlimited data, but you have throttled speed and you get text messages. Your hotspot for phone, blah, 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 is nearing its whatever. And then they shut it off. So I'm just saying. Hmm. I know you guys are like, what And you else? can't buy more. That's terrible. No, you can't buy more because it's unlimited. Right. I have the biggest. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, okay, give me more. Nope. You've had enough. You are full. You've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It is sad. It's, sad. it's sad in this capitalistic society that we can't have as much as we want if we have money to buy it. How dare right? they? How dare they? Oh, my God. All right. Well, on that note, shall we call it a day, y'all? Mm-hmm. Please. Could we? Yes, please. Could we? <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, we've overstayed our welcome, yes. haven't we? We've said it all. We've said a lot. Let's get the rock out of here. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to She Podcasts. Um, if you would like to join our VIP Super Squad, where we do special QAs live on Tuesdays, go to shepodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Join us right now for $5. It will not be $5 for very much longer because we are transitioning to another platform and it's going to be slightly more expensive. So go ahead in there and grab it for $5 right now because we will raise the price as soon as we are ready to do so. Also, we are going to be at PodFest. Are you going to be at PodFest? We are not going to be at Evolutions. I was going to go to Evolutions, but now I can't go to Evolutions. So If you're going to Evolutions, have a wonderful time. That is February 14th. But we will be at PodFest in March, and you can get $50 off your ticket if you use the code SHEP, all one word, so SHEP, as usual. Um, Get $50 off your ticket and sign up now. It's going to be so fun. It's in Orlando, and the hotel is a water park, and it's going to be sunny. I can't wait. So that is PodFestExpo.com. Also, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at She Podcast. You can also go to our website, ShePodcast.com, for all of our show notes. I think that's about it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Love you. Mean it. Happy New Year. Bye.